Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoobcast 26th episode. And we're back on the weekly schedule, eh? Like, that good for us. We are, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back earlier or anything here, but like, man, we are getting on board with it with the weekly episodes. Episode 26. Um, not a lot new in the Sens world, apart from one pretty significant development that everybody kind of saw coming. But either way, it's still pretty cool. Jake Sanderson is on the team now. That's pretty fun. It's a cool thing to happen. Um, that happened, I guess, we're recording this on, what is today? Monday, this happened on Sunday. So it's pretty fresh still. Um, we're hearing all the all the stuff that's coming out now, just of logistics stuff. He's going to wear 85. Love now, here's that. A quick, or here's a Love quick that. early, I'm sure you guys know the answer to this because it was on Twitter. Do you know the only other Sens player to ever wear 85? Obviously, Abramov. There you go. Sens legend. So I guess, I mean, if 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 Vitaly Abramov ever comes back, that's uh, I don't think he's getting that number. I doubt that was his first choice. I don't think he wasn't he like eighty one for a while in like the minors or something. I don't think eighty five was ever his first choice. Again, I'm I mean, just talking. It's a, not a hundred. Pretty weird sure. number. <laughs> it's kind of it's uh, but you know I like it. I like that it's like a unique number. Like it's like Carlson a little bit. Like sixty. He's only the sixth player in NHL history to wear it. Yeah. Wow. And only wow. Jico, Only Perot wears it right now, and he. I don't know how much longer he'll be around. So you could be the only guy in the league. I've always liked 85. Like when we were like picking out our numbers for Floss and Kachucks, I was strongly considering <laughs> 85. Okay. Well, what we're trying to say is we had it first before Jake Sanderson. So once you retire eight. Yeah. <laughs> credit words do. Uh, but yeah, he's going to wear 85, which is cool. Um, sign the ELC. It's a three-year contract. Now, the only hiccup with that is that even though even the, the, the nine-game thing doesn't, really mean anything this year like he, this year is burned no matter what because he's 20 which years is old. good yeah, yeah i is, like that which is good i like a lot of people kind of assume that it's you know well that was stupid like why wouldn't you just wait sign it in the summer but you you guys think it's the right it's not a big yeah. deal well two things one it kind of shows that the sends aren't like penny pinching necessarily like yeah. you know what i mean they're like they're willing to give one of their top prospects Right, get him to not to free agency necessarily, but get him to a bigger contract a year sooner. Mm-hmm. And I think it can have its advantages because, like, what if he doesn't break out till his third year as like a That's star? exactly what I was yeah. gonna say. You yeah. sign him long term in his second year, then all of a sudden he's on a steal. Like, it won't, it's not guaranteed, but it could be one of the outcomes. So it just gives you, I think, personally, I think it gives you more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like, it gives you, it gives him less time to fully establish himself as a possible, mm-hmm. you know, star or like pass through the breakout candidate so i i really like the move yeah and i think you know i obviously he's injured but i think the general consensus for sense fans is just like get him over here as quick as possible like we want to see him i uh, want to get him around the team and speaking of you know getting him around the team where is he living well here comes sense hype house part two 
because he's living with Pinto. Is Pinto living with White or is he on his own? I thought so, but I guess I not anymore. With White, maybe not is, anymore, because yeah. that was that was a thing. I'm almost certain that Pinto lived with White. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have him over for dinner or something. But uh, Pinto and Sanderson is going to be that'll be a fun house. I don't think it quite rivals the Kachuk Norris stutzel house that's probably still oh, nothing probably, ever will i don't think yeah that's pretty that's the pretty peak house like you would have to add like if you have sanderson and pinto who's the third guy that could put that house over the top could don't say crookshank don't say it well Anyone i mean else? i'm out of answers here then yeah well there you go uh but anyway i think uh that'll be nice two former und guys they know each other quite well i assume um oh you know you know what you know who is going to be the third guy in that house it's gbd clevin Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> let's wait, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so that'll be good for him to, to stay with a guy who's familiar with uh, Shane Pinto. And I mean, we're, there's going to be tons of like content pictures of them, like in the injured box there for the rest of the games that Twitter will like to see. I mean, Shabbat and Shabbat and Sanderson both have a hand injury. Like he's just going to be mentoring him the entire time. True. Yeah. <laughs> this is like perfectly reflecting exactly the situation they're both in. So yeah. It's a, it's a fair point. I don't know if you guys saw Sean Simpson's tweet, but he said um, UND's head coach said that Sanderson could have probably played by the April 7th weekend for the Frozen Four. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. whether that means that they would have like rushed him back because it's huge games, I don't probably. know. <laughs> but that leaves them, April 7th probably leaves them with like 10 games left. So like if he could even get into a half dozen games, I feel like that'd be pretty good. Yeah. like Kind of like end, maybe end the season on a, on a nice note. Sure. Leading into next season, free agency, big draft, all that kind of stuff. Well, we've heard that before. I think. <laughs> uh, I, I here. I have a question for you. Well, whoever wants to answer this, because I don't actually know. I'm not very smart, and I didn't do research, so I don't actually know if this is a possible thing True. that can happen. Can they send him to the AHL? Yeah. So shouldn't they do that then? Like, wouldn't he be an unreal? Like, if Belleville, I don't playoffs, think. Like, I don't think he would have signed if they were like, "Yeah, we're just signing for the AHL." He probably would have rather stayed at UND. No, but I mean, like, if he just like, let, him, let him let him play out the Sens Ottawa season, right? And then I'm after pretty sure that, they can, I'm pretty sure they can. Yeah, he could probably yeah after the season. Yeah, that's like, true. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a smart thing to do for both? Yeah, sides? I thought like, you meant like send him down right now. No, no, just, no, no, like, no, play him there right away. That would be quite stupid. <laughs> yeah, didn't what did they do with Colin White? No, because they signed Colin White right before the playoffs and just brought him right in, right? I know that's yeah. I'd have to look that. Up. Because if they could, I don't know the ruling on that. That'd be like unfair. There might be some rule like minimum games played to play in the playoffs. Probably. It's AHL. You yeah. don't want to send down everyone on two ways. Or isn't there a thing where if you have to have them in the AHL by the trade deadline for it to count? Yeah, but the thing is, he wasn't signed. It's not like he was on an NHL roster at that point. So I don't know how True. exactly that that would impact his eligibility. Yeah, that's probably well. Way to go, guys! We don't even know the answer to that. That's probably. I can load up Cap Friendly right now and see, but I don't. Okay, yeah, you do that. But while while Louis does that, uh, Josh, where do you think we're gonna? So assuming that Sanderson plays at some point this year, mm-hmm. where? Yeah, it's a two part question. Where would you like him to play, and where do you think he will play? Uh, okay. Well, with Aminic. There's. It, it, probably with Hamannick is where. So I'll answer the pro, like the actual answer will probably be Hamannick because Brandstrom and Zub has been really good. Yeah, I think I would actually though like to see Sanderson. I would like to see Sanderson and Brandstrom as like the first and second on the left, and then 
Zub and Holden as first and second on the right. Totally interchange agree. the pairs as you want. But even if even the Holden's a lefty, like he's the most like calm. I think calm's a good way to put it. Like he's not gonna make the the young left left handed D men like scared when he has the puck. He saved the goal the other night. Oh yeah, no, he's he's good. He's like that was a good signing by Dorian to get him. Yeah. Like he's just a good third pair guy. Like it's perfect. He, that's all you need. If, like finally, you know, like you're going for a depth demon, and it's not a Josh Brown. It's a Nick Holden. It's perfect. There you go. Yeah, keep it that way. But yeah, so either Holden or Zub, and then give the other one to Brandstrom, and just go with that. For the last six, seven games or whatever it is. Louis, did you get cat friendly up there? Um, I couldn't get exactly like the eligibility down, but I assume it's. Uh... I'm gonna read the entire CBA tonight. I don't. In the next episode. <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't be allowed to. Basically. Yeah. Without that, I think would be incredibly exciting. I I would consider going to Belleville for a playoff game. We have to do that. There. Yeah, yeah. We, we should. We definitely have. We to. could record a live onset. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've even talked episode. about this in a past episode, like way back. Yeah, maybe. Would they? <laughs> Just, okay. What, we're, if we're they live were. From the CAA, uh, CAA we almost thought about doing this like two years ago. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, I. There was a huge true. snowstorm, so yeah. we like couldn't. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Back when Batherson was down there. If they. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, they had the BBB line going. The Balsers, right. Batherson, Brown. I think was the top line. That was oh god, I miss balls. One anyway. one third of it is left. <laughs> Damn. But so if they were gonna go on a run, do you think they send down Pinto too? Oh yeah. Can they do that? If you can, why not? Like load yeah, up yeah. the team. Give those guys playoff experience. It's not NHL. Sure. But it's, it's yeah. But it's at the same time, like you're throwing like Sanderson. I understand because he played a full season, but Shane Pinto has not played in like what six or seven months like do you even think that troy man would want him on the team? Yes. like i know that sounds like yes. a stupid question Shane pinto would be their best player their best yeah forward. but you know he's not up to game speed i mean is he even is he is he gonna recover in time for that too that's my other question like he was out in a non-contact jersey right now or like today sorry so they gonna try to, is he gonna play it this year yeah, I'm pretty sure he will. I'm pretty sure he'll get oh, a few games well, at the end know. of the I thought, season. Oh, okay, I thought it was a way more severe injury, I guess. But anyway, okay. So I guess, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Like, he, he probably he definitely probably would be their best center. But it's just a question of, like, I don't know, coaches like to say it. That's the only reason I say it. It's like he doesn't have his legs yet or something. Or, you know. <laughs> if, if we get Sanderson down there and Pinto and Crookshank recovers and Lodine comes over from Sweden, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, watch out you for can the run, defense. You can run so yeah, Sogar, Gustafson, and Nett, Clevin. There you go. I'd Jeez, watch. That'd be killer. I'd, I'd buy. I'd buy AHL TV for the playoffs for that. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'd have to whip out my my Belleville hoodie and just rep that the entire time. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. That'll be fun, man. If Belleville, could, they deserve a, a run there. Like they had that one ripped away from them a couple of years ago when they had like that crazy team. Like it was like Norris and Batherson and like Formanton was down there. Like I mean, oh. oh no! I guess they wouldn't be able to. I was about to say technically aren't like Formanton and Stoyan Norris <laughs> on ELCs, but I then that's I think the the thing the trade deadline the eligibility yes. thing applies where if they weren't set yeah. down, so they would be able to. I'd be a little bit a little bit too open. Can you imagine Stutes? Holy crap! <laughs> be ridiculous. Good guy. Yeah, we're we're not gonna go there. Um, but yeah, Belleville. If they could get in, man, that'll be exciting. Um, I would definitely watch. So. We'll keep an eye out for that and, and Sanderson when he'll make his debut. Um, but that's it. That's essentially it for uh, for new news. As a, In terms of 
games, pretty crazy one against Florida the other night. Holy crap. First of all, I we're, I think I want to start with this. What a crowd. Like, what a great crowd. People it were saying nuts. I was not there. I, I was. was not there. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, you go then. I'll shut up. Oh, it was it honestly, it was absolutely incredible. It was like around over 17,000, yep. and the vibes were just off the charts. I mean, I did not expect it to be that much for a Florida game. Um, yeah. but I mean it, yeah, it was a Saturday night. Uh there was the send student army discount thing going on. Country I'm night pretty too, sure, right? yeah, country nights, which eh, I mean teach their own. <laughs> but yes, I think yeah. <laughs> the, the big thing was uh, a lot of it was like carried over from when they had canceled games and the right. uh, the March buy one get one was ending mm-hmm. at that day. So I think that's what ended up culminating in such a big crowd. But man, that was electric. Like and it helped that they just got off to an insane start, just scoring goal after goal after goal. And yeah. When Zub scored, oh my God, everybody <laughs> lost it. It was nuts. Like the Zub chants were off the charts. Everybody was going. And the best part was uh, John Trottier, the PA announcer. Yeah. Just completely yeah. let the crowd take it away when he announced it. Everybody went Zub and it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Props to Jonathan Trottier for that. That's a great move. And I, that was right. Zub's first home goal, by the way. So that's the first yeah. time that that has happened. And hopefully they will continue to do that. Josh, what do you, what do you want? Um, I'm reading a Reddit thread that is oh, going over the, the rules good. you were talking earlier. Yeah. Um, they have to be on the AHL team's roster before the NHL trade deadline to be playoff eligible. There you go. The rule. Even if they're so, unsigned beforehand? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I really don't. So in 2018, the Leafs did it with uh, Dermot and Johnson. They sent them down after they got eliminated from the against Washington, and just let them play in for the Calder Cup, and they won the Calder Cup. But were sure they were they on the AHL raw? Were they like unsigned before that? Like I'm not sure. Like I remember the Sens did this and sent a couple of people down at the deadline, like back in 2019. Or the 2020 deadline. I don't remember which one. So essentially, it was. the entire discussion that we just had might have been completely void <laughs> if this is actually not. Yeah, legal. I don't know about Pinto being able to be sent down. Sanderson still maybe because again he was unsigned, so I don't know exactly what the complications are there. But it, it might be true with Pinto. I don't. Well, okay. Think about it. Okay, here's of... the rule. Okay, I found it. Yeah. Um, there are two situations. If A, he doesn't play in an NHL game, or B, he was on the reserve roster as of March 21st, which is the trade deadline. So doesn't play in an NHL game before the deadline or at all during the entire season? Probably at all during the season. This is what Anthony Marcotte said on Twitter. Damn. So I would read it, but it's all in French. But because the Habs are over to me, I got it. With uh, no, I I know how to read French. I just don't want to read it out loud. (laughs) You went to the same high school. (laughs) (laughs) Say we're completely ignoring the fact that. Um. Yeah, because the Habs want to do it with Jordan Harris and I think Barron, but because they've played games, I'm pretty sure or something. I don't know. I I, they're not allowed basically. So they were okay. So Samson Pinto, all that won't. Because all I see is c'est un peu dommage. So. It's a bit, a bit, a bit uh, unfortunate for our English yeah, there you listeners go. there that these rules uh, stop these young players from developing in the AHL while they could also get NHL experience. Well, so sorry that you guys had to listen to the entire first twenty minutes of the podcast. Well, now we know that how... mo- I would say ninety percent um, Sanderson, assuming he plays an NHL game, will not be able to, nor will um, Pinto. But that means Crookshank okay. still can. Crookshank, yeah. 
the dream is alive for but that. No but... offense. I, I like Kirk Tank too, but I would rather Sanderson <laughs> be able to get reps. <laughs> okay, so okay, so theoretically, let's say that Jake Sanderson has a set as a, a, a mysterious setback in his injury that <laughs> prevents him. It would be him... so unfortunate. It would be so unfortunate. It would be very dommage. But let's say that it prevents him from playing um a game in the nhl this year just the, uh, that's how the timeline works but then as soon as the nhl season has concluded he's miraculously you know he's fully healed it's like the reverse nikita kucherov like what is yeah going the, on? yeah essentially the sets are going to nikita kucherov jake sanderson before playing an nhl game so that he can play for belleville in the ahl playoffs is that we're on the same page with that that's a good move i'm definitely. down why not if he hasn't played yeah but i'd rather like Here's here's my what's the cutoff where you're like no I'd rather him get like three possibly three AHL series instead of a like what's the cutoff for NHL games where you're like I'd rather him get AHL time than oh, NHL time four and a half I would games. say I would yeah. say it's like anything above yeah maybe if he plays three or more games I'd want him in the NHL but if he's just gonna play one or two I'd rather him just get more in the AHL we'll see I, I'm sure he'll probably just play in the NHL because I'm sure the team just wants some like a positive thing to end the year on. It's a fair point, and we I yeah, I do hope that he plays. I would like to see him. I think everybody yeah. would like to see him, but uh, but either way, let's get back to the, I changed the subject. Weekend. Yeah, back yeah. To enough, just, enough Sanderson, the AHL Kucherov. Uh, they played Florida, and then the Zub thing happened, and it was great. And then they blew a three nothing lead, and then they had a crazy yeah, overtime. Yeah, and then, that overtime was ridiculous. That was one of the yeah, better the, overtimes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, penalty shot call. Penalty what are we shot. thinking? Yeah, that what should have been a penalty yeah. shot. To be yeah. fair, though, I think I, I think would rather take the penalty. penalty. More. I would rather take the penalty but, at that point, though, because it's still a minute and a half maybe. four on three power play. I feel like who it was, was better. Who would have gotten the penalty shot again? That's less. So maybe. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, I would take. Yeah. The, come on. <laughs> I take, of course, you take the penalty shot. What are you talking about? It's just like uh, power plays are fun, and they have like Batherson, Norris, and Spitzel. Like that's a lot of skill to put on a power play, so it's fun. But it, like when the overtime is going that fast back and forth. If you put a penalty shot, either he scores and it's over, or he doesn't score and you get another minute and a half of back and forth instead of a minute and a half of a um, like a square in the offensive zone moving the puck around. Yeah, it's a fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like power plays, I, I like the sense God of power play, but I think it's more entertaining when it's just back and forth. Yeah, sure. I think when you have the opportunity to take a free breakaway at your own pace in overtime instead of a power play it seems logical and like Stutzel is like good at those like i just he, felt it yeah. was more likely that florida would score an ot after if we had missed but yeah and you also i mean you also get an ozone draw though and norris was doing well on the job I that's true correctly. Yeah. so you're getting like i mean they, they were running three fours for a bit so you could probably just throw it Stutzel and norris batherson right in an ozone draw you have all the momentum probably because and then if you, you lose just the had a draw, shot the crowd into it if you lose the draw you lose the yeah. game <laughs> that's but like i don't know Whatever it, it was, it over. was fun. I mean, the I game should have been a penalty shot. Though. Yeah, yes, yeah. It I'm not worried about winning games, so I'm not like still yeah. upset over it. But yeah, the game was fun. Everybody had fun. We have fun yeah. in here. The game was fun, and that's all that matters. Uh, they lost in a shootout because it's Florida, and they tend to win those. So as soon as Barkov was coming down, man, you just knew he was going to score. Here's like, the yeah, that was gross. Here's the thing that caught my attention, and I'm I will be honest, I didn't catch the third period or overtime of this game, I was busy. But I saw people on Twitter saying that this was the Sens, like, best game of the year. And because DJ Smith like, said this. 
outright. Yes, DC like, specific. And then I checked, like, the scary, shots yeah. are what? Like, 49 to We got to murdered. 20? Yeah. I they was got like, more well, than doubled up. Yeah, and I was like, oh, is this really our best effort? Like, I, I can't, I didn't watch the whole game, so I can't. We literally beat the same team 8-2 earlier yeah, in the that's season. What I was I'm pretty sure, I think that it was overblown because people were happy about, like, the zoo goal, the Batherson return, and yeah. the crowd. Like, it yeah. was just good vibes, but it wasn't, they didn't actually play very well. They got very much outplayed. And it was mostly the fourth line, to be honest. Like, yeah. they got hemmed in a couple of shifts, which accounted Gambrell for probably Watson. at least 10 shots. Yeah. I mean, Gabriel scored. Very true. He loves scoring against Florida. He only scores against <laughs> the best friggin' team in the East. Like, but the they odds. still got caved in. That line yeah. still got, like, um, I'm going to bring him up again, but Brandstrom actually played really well. Him and Zoo. Love to I see thought. It. They were some of the only players above 50% expected goals for the game. There you go. Massive. Um, but I think, personally, that last game, like, even though he was kind of rusty, Batherson, he's their best player. I think by, like, a fair margin. I don't, would you guys agree? Yeah, totally. Like, I, I think there's, like, I think it's Batherson, and then there's, like, a gap, and then it's Shabbat, and then there's a gap, and then it's probably, like, Stutzler and Norris. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a gap there between them. He just looks so good. And there were so many plays where he kind of just bubbled the puck because you could tell he was still rusty and his hands weren't quite there. But, like, so many takeaways he had, almost like Mark Stone-esque. Mm. Like, just whoa, whoa, such whoa, whoa, quick takeaways. The takeaways, whoa, whoa. Not, not, not as good of a player, man. The takeaways. Okay. You said you didn't watch the third period. He had an insane one in the third. I don't know if anyone listening remembers. Where he was going full speed the complete opposite direction and just taps it off his stick and gets it while still going full speed, like in the offensive zone. I need to get a video of it, but I don't, I don't think was, he don't got know. enough time in OT, man. I don't know what it was. He should have been on. I know. Him. Like maybe I remember gassed. in his first shift, probably tired. that's true. Yeah. But in his first shift, he just had that insane chance where he just came in, cut up right no. through the middle, outweighted it. And he just needed to get a little bit more height that goes over Borowski's pad. Or if he just doesn't fan on the one T late in OT, then we win. But Oh, well. I feel like people almost kind of forgot about how good Batherson was because he was out so long. Yeah. And like people are like, of course, I think I agree with you. I think he's the best player, but I think people are like kind of in a state of like re shock right now where they're like, it's almost like they're watching him for the first time again. And they're like, yeah, oh, crap. Like, it didn't even well, we've kind of been starved of yeah. such a oh, dynamic yeah. forward since totally. he's been out for the last true. 30 games. And they haven't yeah, been able to score. And like, I think long term like he's he's per, he's good with Stutzla like mm. I think that should be the plan yes, long term totally but as of now Kachuk Norris Batherson's like pretty fun to watch I just yeah. don't think that like I think I don't know we can get into what we think are their future lines are but Stutzla and Batherson is such a dynamic duo honestly <laughs> we can do that the, next episode. the fact that yeah. we have Batherson at five more years after this one at under five million just blows my mind Dorian Masterclass five years after this one kicked in yet no, oh, wow. no, because it was a oh. six-year that he signed yeah. before oh, this year. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought it was five times just under five. Yeah, that's such so good. Even if he regresses to like a 70-point guy, which is still a lot, but <laughs> yeah, he's on pace for 95 points right now. Guy. Yeah. He's no Brian Rust like, on pace for over 100. <laughs> yeah, but that's just the, the Crosby and Malkin effect, but... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, there you go, eh? What a game. Uh, what a game against the Florida Panthers. Batherson's back. It'll be good to see him for the rest of the year, hopefully. Um, try to end it, end it on a positive note. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. That's just the reality of the situation. We will go over some remaining elements until we call it here. Uh, they recalled Mad Sogard, who, if you remember, I think DJ Smith 
or Pierre Dorian said after the trade deadline um, that they wanted to get him in a, at least a game. And it seems like that's going to happen relatively soon. Um, I'm excited to see Sogard. He's huge. So that must mean he's at least a little bit good. Um, so, I mean, are you, I don't know. <laughs> what else do you guys have anything to say about that or, or what? He's a like, goalie. He's yeah, 7-0-0 last year. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Sense. He, not yeah. Quite, he hasn't been quite as good this year, but like, I'm not putting any stock into AHL stats. No. I mean, look, look Gustafson. All I know is he's 6 exactly. I mean, yeah. And he's from Denmark, so like... Transitioning their stats from AHL to NHL. There always needs to be a random European country with an elite goalie, so well, Denmark and yeah. Mad Sogard is the next match. I guess Freddie Anderson's <laughs> on his way out soon, surely. Yeah, not but, like he's okay, performing so, at an elite level this year. I feel, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we could talk about the fact that DJ Smith said that Matt Sogard is a huge part of their future today. Like it's that's true. like a yeah. pretty yeah. huge quote, considering they just resigned Forsberg for three years, and Matt Murray is also still signed for what four more after this one. No, and something's got to give. Two more after this. Oh, is it two more? Do you know what what I found the most interesting about that quote is? Has he ever said that about Gustafson? I don't think so. I, no clue, I don't think so, Twitter man. search it, is a great feature, so... Yeah, well, there you go. I, I don't know. It seems like, for some reason, he's all in on Sogard, who he has never seen play. Well, it's probably what Pierre's telling him, right? Like, they're trying to get him up in a game and stuff. Right. So, I feel like that a lot of it is that. But, yeah, I found it interesting how the, how much they're touting um, Sogard over Gustafson, but maybe we're looking too far into it. When what do, do we know? think Sogard's going to get to play his first game? Because they're in Nashville on Tuesday. Detroit. Detroit they're in Detroit. Detroit on Friday. And then they're back home against Detroit on Sunday. I think they'll like, put him in against Detroit, one of those games. Okay. Because I think there's still a good amount of rest between all of that. So. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they won't play him against Nashville, I don't think, because that's like a... That's tomorrow. Playoff. He just got yeah. called up. Well, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. And it's also, that's going to be a... I mean, that's going to be a more difficult game just because Nashville's still going for a playoff spot, really. So they're probably going to go a little harder than Detroit would and they're also a better team in my opinion so you know I don't think that's an opinion in... I think that's a fact but sure well I guess I'm just such a smart guy uh but yeah I think you put him in I, I would put him in it at home against Detroit in yeah, front of the Sunday crowd. yeah you can put him in Big one p.m Sunday <laughs> sure I mean think about how many afternoon games they play in Belleville on weekends. yeah that's sure. true that's our last afternoon game of the season by the way after that, it's all 7 p.m. or later. Yeah. If they want to wait till later, they could put him in against the Kraken in April because it's a back-to-back. In, in Seattle? Yeah, the big, bad Seattle crowd. Well, no, but it's like, you know, it, it's uh, it's the new franchise. They could the also arena. get him in more than one game, right? Like, I, I hope so. Could do something. Like, if you're planning on waiting, do put him on in April against the Kraken and then again against the Habs, like, a week later. But yeah. sure, what's the point of what's the point of calling him up now if you're going to wait all the way until give Gustafson more title? reps in the AHL because he hasn't played he hasn't been playing get so yeah, more acquainted with the NHL everything yeah sure. like kind of just give him yeah. turns down there because they're probably going to be a tandem for the playoffs right you'd hope so yeah so are, what's the standings looking like by the way are they are they going to make the playoffs for sure Belleville it's I very think it's embarrassing close. that none of us have been. Good. Yeah, we are so them. shit at our job. We are not good at, at doing this, guys. Belleville <laughs> is 30, 24, and 3. So they act, but they have four games in hand on Syracuse, who okay. is 30, 23, and 8. So that's very comfortable. Very doable. Yeah, very yeah. doable. Okay. I was about to say, we're technically fifth in terms of points percentage where we need to be top four. 
to make it. But in, if you go by conference, isn't it just top four for each division, or is it top eight per conference? I'm not gonna pretend to know. Man, I haven't like with the <laughs> AHL ever since like the the Paul and Batherson and Brown line has graduated. It hasn't been nearly as interesting to keep up with. No. I mean, like. It's too bad we got robbed of playoffs with COVID, but well, hopefully they make it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but so we will see what happens with Sogard. And before we end the episode, a shout out is owed. Uh, the Canadian men's national soccer team, first time in 36 years, they will go to the World Cup in Qatar. Louis, we I I know Josh is not on the bandwagon quite yet, but I, I know I've watched two of the games, but I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about soccer. Okay. So I'm on the bandwagon, but I'm not on the actual, like, I know a ton about soccer. Right. Um, but anyway, great game against Jamaica. A very emphatic 4 nothing victory. Huge victory. Um, I, You know what I was thinking about, though, is, like, it'll be good to, like, Qatar's cool, but it's too hot for Borean to wear sweatpants <laughs> in Qatar. And that is going to be very upsetting That's for true. me personally oh, and for a lot of other people. But, I hadn't even um, thought of that. That's a big issue. I mean, it helps that it's going to be played in November, December. Which, by the it's way, right in the middle of exam dude. season, really? Ugh. Yeah, that's good. But... Dude, and the games, I was, me and my roommates were talking about this. The game start times are like Eastern time, 11 p.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and 6 a.m., I think. <laughs> what? So I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> God, I'm going to get back on my winter Olympic schedule, walking snowboard across at three in the morning again. No. But you're used to it. You can, you'll figure it out. I, I, dude, I'm watching every game that they play. Oh, me I, too. Yeah, I don't even really care. That's going to be so definitely support them. Get ready. Going to be some interesting friendlies over the summer. Yeah, see who they very play. true. When's their, they play one more game, don't they? Panama uh, Wednesday. The okay. Panama Wednesday. Um, I'm still... There's still a chance, by the way, if the United States loses to Costa Rica by six or more goals, they do not make it. Or no, well, they are the fourth. No, they're the they fourth, and they'll beat the yeah. Oceania team, let's be honest. But and... you don't know that, Lewis. That's true. North Macedonia beat Italy. Italy, yeah. We don't know. There you go. Yeah, and then then there's the whole complications of whether they'll be in pot three or not, depending on what happens in the yeah. African world ranking qualifiers. is important. They need to win on Wednesday. So yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, shout out to Team Canada. That is very very exciting. And go Sweden tomorrow. Um, Backup team, go. Okay, we are uh, not all going to pretend like we watch Team Sweden's men's soccer team on a regular basis, but congrats to Canada nonetheless. Uh, and thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the Zoobcast. Bit of a shorter one. I know you're all so disappointed that it's a shorter one, but we will come back next week, maybe a bit longer. Uh, thank you for bearing with us as we did absolutely no research for this, did a bunch on the fly, and most of it was wrong. So this was probably one of our really just <laughs> just a poor episode all around, and that's why we're cutting it short. But either way, thank you very much for tuning in, listening the whole way through. Uh, we hope to see you again next week and have a great rest of your day. Take care, everybody. Bye.